Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Hmm. It's good. Today is Thursday, 11 11, 11 11 21. Um, lots of ones and twos. What does that mean? Uh, numerologically, I mean, I guess it's like seeds and manifestations, right? Seed soil manifestation. I always think that numerology is kind of weird because people, to me, arbitrarily decide when to add numbers up and when not to. Well, they'll say, oh, well, actually, that's not an 11. It's a two because you add them together. Um, but when is it a one and a one and then a two? Do we know? Nobody knows. It may not matter. Ah, um, it's been a crazy week for really no good reason. I don't know if it's just because, as I talked about the other day, getting kind of knocked off my pillow schedule-wise. There's certainly been some of that. Um, it's been, I've had a lot of errands out of the house. So that's always disruptive for me. I went to a new physician yesterday. Uh, husband and I both went to a new physician and catching up for the first time in a few years because global pandemic, right? So now I get to do all those fun tests. Uh, but it'll be good to get, get through it all. Um, yeah. So, but you know, it's like time out of my day. And I think for me, and this is something I come back to all the time, is that if I'm not producing words, I'm just not a happy camper. And this last week I have been working really hard to catch all the world details in Bonds of Magic so that I can write Grave Familiar and so I can write the as yet untitled Fire of the Frost novella. You guys, I need suggestions. Do you have suggestions for me? <laughs> I think it should be. So the main books on the series are Dark Wizard, Bright Familiar, Grey Magic. And then the anthology is called Fire of the Frost. Um, I'm thinking that I want it to be something Academy. Like something Academy or Academy of the something something if I break up the nomenclature. I think it's okay sometimes with novellas to um, break up the nomenclature. So, I don't know. I was thinking of Academy of Frost and Fire, and that seemed a little much. <laughs> and possibly not entirely relevant. So anyway, um, I need to revise that story. And uh, I finished reading Dark Wizard and got all of my notes put in. I did make a few tweaks to the manuscript for the narrator. The audiobook narration is underway. That's pretty exciting, isn't it? Um, in fact, it just occurred to me I could ask my assistant to do something. I need to put together a pronunciation guide. Sometimes the business of writing, especially if you're a self-publisher, you know, putting on that other hat um, takes a lot out of you. And um, yeah, like getting this 
audiobook narration going. It's been a lot. I'm going to send Karina a message while I'm thinking about it. You guys can pause. Okay. So I asked Corrine if she would go through Dark Wizard. Corrine's my assistant. Asked her if she would go through Dark Wizard and make a list of all of the made-up words and names in uh, the book so I could give those pronunciations to the audiobook narrator. When I've done audiobooks with traditional publishers, they, the narrators went through and did a prep and then sent me a list of the words that they weren't sure how I, they, I wanted them pronounced. Um, but find a way is encouraging me to fill out this form first. So, so that's something I need to do. Uh, so yeah, all this week so far, I have been reading those books. Dorinda was very funny because I told her, you know, we, we report back to each other on what we've gotten done. And I said, okay, well, I think this was Tuesday. I said, I've gotten Dark Wizard totally done. Um, I finished reading it. And she said, well, what did you think? I loved it. <laughs> She's the best. Uh, so I put um, all the those tweaks in and things in my world building Bible Excel spreadsheet. And now I'm hot. So I tried to go outside. I was going to record outside. And there's a really strong north wind, cold north wind blowing. And it was just a little much. So I, uh, even with the sweater on. I came back inside, but now I need to de-sweater. My life, you guys, is a nightmare. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm still reading through Bright Familiar. I read through Bright Familiar more yesterday. I'm making inroads. It's just, it's like I'm going to have almost no word count this week, and that drives me crazy. And I know I have to get over that, right? Because <laughs> it's like not that important, Jeffy. I'm still working i'm still making progress but um i do think that's one of the downsides of my particular process and measurement is that if i'm not producing words i feel like i'm not getting anything done so i got my hair done the other day on tuesday and that was an unusual time for the appointment because my stylist gets really booked up this time of year and he uh was asking me questions about the writing and he's asked me if I um, feel like I'm working on the book, even when I'm not actually writing, if I'm always working on it in the back of my brain. And I said, yeah, yeah. And I think that's something that we all talk about a lot is that even when you're not writing, you're writing because you're thinking about the story and daydreaming about the characters and um, doing things in the back of your head. And I was telling Larry, my hairstylist, that uh, <laughs> I, I was saying maybe I shouldn't admit to this. And he says, no, this sounds very creative. But I said, apparently I'm, I talk in my sleep a whole lot. Um, David is always saying that I, I have extended conversations with people in my dreams and in my dreams last night, um, I was just, you know, sorting through, I was dreaming about being a familiar, I was dreaming about being a wizard and all of that stuff. But David says that sometimes I do like different voices even. And he said that there's this one voice that sounds like a man's voice coming out of my mouth. And he said like the other night he thought 
like our neighbor was outside or something talking because he didn't recognize it as being my voice. So is that weird? Maybe I shouldn't have admitted that here. Larry was like, no, I think that sounds very creative and imaginative and wonderful. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, some people say they hear voices. I don't feel like I hear voices in my head, but apparently they come out of my mouth. So, so yes, I think I'm in very much a, I wanted to take some time to, you know, again, to refill the well, you know, and so I'm partly doing that by reading and storing all this up. Um, but I can feel that uh, frustration in me if I start to, um, I, I, I want to be writing the words. There's this um, quote that I really love that I've referenced from time to time in various blogs and so forth, where which is, um, and this is paraphrasing, but it's, there is in each of us an upwelling. And if of, and now I'm really paraphrasing, but um, of creativity or of life vitality, the desire to do something. And if a channel is not cut for it, it turns the ground around it into a swamp. And I encountered that in my, early mid twenties. And that's always been very meaningful for me because if I am not writing, then I can feel that buildup that begins to turn the ground, my mental ground, my emotional ground into a swamp. And those of you who have read Dark Wizard and Bright Familiar, you will be familiar. Familiar. You know, what's funny about writing those books is I have to be really careful not to use the word familiar in a different context um, because it gets too confusing with the people who are called familiars. So, you know, it, and it, it's made me aware of how often I use the word familiar, you know, it was like that old feeling, um, you know, that the familiar sense of, and it's like, no, you can't say the familiar sense of, because this is a person who is a familiar a little aside there. So anyway, um, you will recognize, uh, that particular concept in the familiars that if their magic is not tapped, that they, they begin to lose their minds. It turns. And I think I even use that exact analogy of the turning the ground around them into a swamp. So, um, the other funny thing about getting my hair done the other day was then I went into the store adjacent and I had my because I had to buy a couple of things. It's a gift shop, really nice gift shop here in Santa Fe called Array, A-R-R-A-Y. If you're in town, you should check it out. They have great stuff. My mom loves their gift cards, and she had asked me to get um, an array of gift cards for her um, so that she could have them in stock because she bought some when she was here visiting. So, you know, I popped over there and was going through the gift card, greeting cards, and um, you know, that's kind of fun because looking through the greeting cards is always amusing and uh, kind of joyful. These are these are great. There are some that have like little quotes on them. And they, they really are wonderful cards. So I was shopping for the cards and uh, uh, a new person who works there came over to help and uh, was very complimentary about my newly done hair and my hat and took the cards I picked out so far up to the counter. And then when I came up to the counter to check out, they saw my paper wipe that I had with me. And because I've been 
get my hair done, right? Sitting there with the dye and uh, reading my book, reading Bright Familiar dutifully. See, I was still working. I know you guys worry about me not working enough. <laughs> so, uh, but it was kind of a funny conversation with this person because they said, um, well, is that, is that a, you know, I remember real, let's see, I can't remember exactly how they said it. They said, oh, I love those things, those Kindles. I remember being a kid and wanting those more than anything. And so, okay, people of my age <laughs> or older, <laughs> I, I'm not sure how, I mean, this person must have been like 20, right? I mean, how long have we had Kindles now? Wow. This is, this is when you start to really notice the passage of years when you have these kinds of conversations with people. I should tell you about the Bershnikov thing, which probably most of you won't get anyway. But staying on this topic, uh, they, they, you know, they're like, I really want one as a kid because they look so neat. They look like a little book. And I was like, you know, wanting to be pleasant. I mean, they were very sincere in their enthusiasm. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, it is like a little book. And, uh, and they said, so do they still have that thing with like the, the Amazon ebook thing? <laughs> and I was like, yes, they do. <laughs> they do still have that Amazon ebook thing. And they're like, oh, that's cool. And by then we, you know, I checked out. But it's, it's such a good reminder of, of the filter bubbles and the circles of communication that there are people out there who are living their lives um, not aware of whether or not anyone's still using that Amazon ebook thing and thinking that like a Kindle Paperwhite looks cool because it's like a little book. Mine's, um, you see this, how the elastic has given way on my cover. I almost never flipped the cover over, but it's really pretty, isn't it? Yeah, I love this cover, but I need to get a new one because the saggy elastic. That's one thing about living in the desert is um, the elastic goes bad. It dries out. Isn't that funny? We, you don't get to have elastic for long here. Um, so, yeah. Um, you know, the circles and circles and what people know about what they don't. I think it's very easy when you're part of a particular community, especially an online community, like uh, you guys listening to this podcast, that you think that this is something that everyone knows about. And then there's, no, there's vast swaths of the population who have no idea about this and don't care. So uh, it's a good reminder for like, if there are internet kerfuffles and so forth, that um, the number of people involved are not always that huge. And that doesn't mean that they're not important, but I don't want perspective. I think perspective is important. Um, the Baryshnikov story. We will see how many of you get this story because now this is like layers on old because I probably had this conversation. Well, hang on. Let me, let me get a date for context. Okay. So this would have been in the early 2000s. So 20 years ago now. So 20 years ago, <laughs> I can't believe the layers and layers. Uh, when I was working the day job for an environmental consulting firm and we were um, on site in another city and we were eating dinner that night after the day's work, we would go and be on site in a place for a week. And a couple of the gals that I worked with were 
newly graduated from college. So, you know, they were early 20s at that point, and we were teaching them the ropes. And so um, I was, you know, at this point in the early 2000s, I was in my early 30s and um, maybe mid 30s. We'll say early 30s to be generous. Uh, so, you know, I mean, it wasn't that much older than they are, but it was a significant because they were talking about Sex and the City. And that was the date that I looked up. Sex and the City ran from 98 to 2004, the TV series. And they were very into Sex and the City. And they were talking about how incredibly hot Mikhail Baryshnikov was uh, because he was playing, I think, Sarah Jessica Parker's love interest in the later season. So, I, you know, I do think this was like post 9-11. Um, and so they were just talking about how hot he was and my colleague who was my same age and I both said, Oh, you should have seen him in tights. And they kind of cocked their heads and they said, um, tights, why was it, why would he be wearing tights? And we're like in the ballet because he is a ballet dancer. And they're like, really? And we're like, yes, he's <laughs> was a famous, famous Russian ballet dancer. And he defected and took political asylum in the U.S. And they're like, political asylum from what? We're like, what was the Cold War? And they're like, well, and we ended up having to explain like all of this. And it was just kind of mind boggling. So now with all of you out there, uh, for those of you who are younger, you will have to let me know if this is like two layers of who the hell is Mikhail Baryshnikov. I don't know. Um, but you know, it's just funny uh, how times change and uh, just like a little book. And they still have that Amazon ebook thing. Uh, it's just, it's funny, isn't it? Always good to keep the perspective. That's why I remind myself. Perspective is everything. Perspective and nuance. All right. On that note, I will remind you all that First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. And you will find more podcasts that you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. You all have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye-bye.